Welcome to Economic Development Secrets, where economic developers from across the country spill their secrets to our host, Nicole D'Souza. You'll hear firsthand accounts from economic developers in the trenches, from what works to what doesn't work, how deals come together or how deals go bad. You'll hear everyone's economic development secrets. Welcome to Economic Development Secrets. This month's special guest is Christine Bryant, Director of Business Retention and Expansion for the Corpus Christi Regional Economic Development Corporation. Christine shares with us how COVID-19 has impacted her community, and she shares what her team has done in response to the pandemic. Here are Christine's Economic Development Secrets. Hi, Christine. Thank you so, so much for joining me today on the podcast. My pleasure. Happy to be here. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, can you start out by telling the audience a little bit about yourself, please? Sure. I am Christine Bright, originally born from uh, born in uh, Missouri, in St. Charles, Missouri, and spent 20 plus years in Joplin, Missouri, and came to Texas in late 2014, 2015. I've been here ever since. In Texas, we say, you know, if you're if you weren't born here, you got here as fast as you could. And so I came to Texas then. I have worked most of my economic development career in a business retention role, majority of it. So I, before I came to the Corpus Christi Regional Economic Development Corporation in 2018, I was actually with the, um, prior to that, I was with the city of Sugarland, Texas in the Office of Economic Development where I did business retention as well. So um, just happy to be here and, and um, share what I know. Wonderful. Well, we're very excited to have you and to hear all of the information that you do know. Mm -hmm. um, so can you go ahead and tell the audience a little bit about your community that you serve right now and also the organization that you're at? Sure. We're based in Corpus Christi, Texas. We're a regional economic development organization. So we cover um, basically three counties, Nueces County, San Patricio County, and Aransas County. We are a P3 economic development organization. We're funded by the city of Corpus Christi, the port of Corpus Christi, Nueces, San Patricio County, the city of Portland, Texas. And we have about 140 plus private sector investors as well that fund our, our operations. We're actually a very lean team. There's six of us completely. One person does the attraction. When I do the retention, we have a external communication marketing investor relations individual as well as a CEO, an information manager, and a chief um, operating officer as well. So um, it's a very, I described, uh, I described the CCREDC as a very aggressive, highly professional group of folks that everybody really knows what they're doing. And so we're able to be pretty innovative and pretty effective, even though we're a small group of people, we cover a large area. And so, um, and Corpus Christi, here in Texas, we call it kind of in the coastal bend area. It's it's a beautiful, um, you know, it's, it's of course home to the port of Corpus Christi. We're right um, off Corpus Christi Bay. We have North Padre Island, so we're a hotel tourism destination as well as a major export of, of energy as well. So um, our targeted industries in Corpus Christi are steel manufacturing, of course, of course, oil and gas. Unmanned aerial systems has been a new um, kind of very interesting. Um, um, sector that we've been working in as well as as well as small business and entrepreneurialism. So um, we're we're aggressive and far reaching and um, but very much the island mentality. We're home to Texas A&M Corpus Christi, which is an island university. It's actually located on an island. So um, everybody has that kind of um, relaxed 
hang back, um, enjoy the, the beautiful water here in Corpus Christi attitude. So I love it here. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you for sharing. Well, today we're gonna talk about COVID-19, the hot topic. Mm -hmm. uh, so listeners, for reference, just because information is changing so rapidly, today, Christine and I are chatting on April 21st. Um, just for reference, um, depending on whenever you listen to this episode of the podcast. So Christine, will you go ahead and just tell us a little bit about how your community has been impacted so far by the coronavirus? Sure. Um, here in, in the county that I'm in, we have about 90 cases as of today and just had our first death yesterday. It's a very sad occasion. Um, but as, as a region, um, some of our counties haven't been as, as highly impacted. You know, Nueces County has a population of about 400,000 folks. And, and so we're currently at 90. We've been under a stay-at-home order for about the last month. And everybody's uh, done great with it, uh, as well as being able to kind of do some transitioning and be able to work remotely and, and still take care of business. Um, for the EDC, you know, I come from uh, a long line of disaster experience. Unfortunately, I was in uh, in Joplin when the Joplin EF5 tornado happened in 2011, as well as being in Sugarland, Texas, with Hurricane Harvey that impacted a 200,000 square foot Class A office building I had there. So, in this region, it, for me, uh, my disaster started with the COVID. March 13th, I remember that day very well it's just i had actually had some guests at my home and i immediately told them they had to leave and as i was um, driving back to my house I, I went completely into disaster response mode because um, the state then the national declaration had been made the day before and of course the basketball uh, schedules had all been cleared and i realized this was going to be we were we were in for a very difficult several months and so i actually started uh, the business recovery disaster planning um, process that day on, on Friday the 13th. I was actually in the office on the on the 14th trying to message out um, to, to my database the latest um, information from the city of Corpus Christi to make sure that we keep people informed. So um, we have, you know, we have done to date um, two uh, economic impact surveys for our business community. And it's really been interesting. Our approach has been just prior to COVID happening, I was working on an Opportunity Zones Summit, uh, a, a multi-county Opportunity Zones Summit. I describe myself as a developer without border. Even though I, I work within a few counties, I still like to help and, and be a resource across any county or the state or in even other states. And so we'd formed a, a kind of a collaboration, a committee that was putting together a regional Opportunity Zones Summit, which would have been um, in early in April. And um, unfortunately, we had to postpone that. But this was uh, dozens of cities and multiple counties working together for that summit. So on the 13th, I think I sent an email out that day saying, hey, since we've canceled our summit, let's transition that entire group of people into a business resources, a COVID business resources working group. And they were all in agreement. So every Friday at, at 10 a.m., we've had calls and we've um, cross-pollinated information from each other, who's doing what, and we, formed that collaboration to be able to survey and provided one of the most, the earliest economic impact surveys um, around this area. Our first survey went out March 23rd, and then we just completed our second survey last week. So we were able to benchmark the impact from the first survey to today, and it's, it's significant. How have you seen that data change in the, I guess, past three weeks? 
Um, in, in talking about kind of what we've seen with the survey, we partnered, you know, in, in working with the collaborative group that we put together, which is now expanded, we're probably to nine or 10 counties right now working on kind of getting data and economic impact quickly gathered in order for our leadership and our elected officials to be able to make decisions based on data. And that was kind of our approach with this. Um, we did see um, some changes from our first survey to the, the second one. Um, currently, you know, as of this survey was completed last week around the um, 16th or 17th of April, we have one third of our local businesses are closed. And the ones that are open are operating at 65% capacity. Now, two weeks ago, they were operating at 80% capacity. So you can see we've already seen that capacity be reduced. Um, we have layoffs in 21% of our businesses and terminations in 7% of them. And, uh, you know, but we have 6% of our businesses that have actually hired additional workers. Um, so it's been just kind of an interesting kind of approach. This was uh, the second survey happened. Um, the first survey we had was before the, the new SBA programs came down, the PPP program. The second survey was after they were announced. We knew two out of three respondents had, a, had applied or attempted um, to get money through the PPP program. We didn't ask at that time who'd received because it was still in process. But stunningly, we still had 14% of the people. And understand, we had over 900 responses on the second survey. We had 14% of our respondents say they had no idea about the new CARES Act and the new programs available. So that allowed us as a region to kind of get in there and target who, how do we better message this? Because 14%, if you're still doing the math, it's close to 100, 100 businesses right there that responded to our survey that had no idea there were additional resources available. So um, it's been one of those experiences to, to take the survey, to use the collaboration, and then all of these results were actually collaborated and, and analyzed by a professor by the name of Dr. Jim Lee with Texas A&M Corpus Christi University here in Corpus Christi. He's an economist, and I remember calling him. You know, we had the, the survey questions ready. We had the collaboration together and, and who was gonna push the survey out, but I thought, who do we get to, to look at this? And sure enough, he, he, he did it and did an amazing job. So we've got two nice work products here that kind of measure and benchmark the impact of COVID. And I can tell you that that has led to a direct um, benefit to our small businesses, specifically in Corpus Christi, because we're able to take that data. City of Corpus Christi was able to look at that data and then come up and in, in working in collaboration with Mike Culbertson in our office, who's our, our chief operating officer, to create a small business loan program, 0% loan program, using um, Corpus Christi economic development funds for that. So this is the loan program specifically targeted towards those businesses that have had the, the most impact from the stay-at-home order. So businesses that have less than $1.5 million in revenue, they can get up to a $25,000 0% loan and um, and can take several years to pay that back. So we knew just based on our data and based on um, what we felt would happen, getting working capital and getting capital into the hands of these small businesses quickly would make all the difference. Because you know, for COVID, it will end. There will be this you know this two month or however long it's going to be period of of stopping. But then we would anticipate as things open up that business will come back again. Now, of course, they're missing that revenue that they could have had but we need to be able to provide them as much um, access to capital that's affordable for them to be able to continue to operate once this crisis has abated 
and, 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 and recovery begins to happen. Wonderful. That sounds like you have so many incredible resources that you're offering to your community. Um, it's great to hear. So what has the community response been to COVID-19? You know, as far as our, our business community and our regional allies, um, the collaboration, not only what I talked about previously, but you realize, and, and we use the term relationships so many times, and believe me, I've learned from the disasters I've been through, you need to have those relationships in place before disaster hits. You can still form them within it, but that level of trust before the disaster hits is imperative. And fortunately for our organization, we have strong relationships, great relationships with our local governments um, because we're multiple counties and our, our city elected officials and our city staffs. And a tremendous resource that we've had at the EDC has been the Port of Corpus Christi. And you know, we're so similar economic development organizations, even though they're a port and we're, we're an economic development uh, corporation, our, our, our passion for business and industry are so beautifully aligned um, that they have been just this incredible resource. And, and the Port of Corpus Christi has truly stepped up to provide hand sanitizers for first responders and for our grocery stores. And, you know, our community, just like every other community, when you're faced with crisis, you have folks that really step up and understand um, what all is at stake. And, you know, Hurricane Harvey impacted this region. Corpus Christi did not take a direct hit, um, but close to us in, in Rockport, Texas, had a direct impact from Hurricane Harvey. They're still recovering from that. So I, I describe our region as, as we're, we're enduring a, trip, a quadruple whammy is how, how I put it. You have the COVID crisis, you have the oil and gas, um, volatility and, and all that's happening there because we're an oil and gas um, sector. We have a lot of energy components here. We are a tourism and hospitality destination that suffered, um, you know, a, a, a pandemic and, and stay at home order during spring break, uh, during March, which a lot of people come to our area for that. And then you add on that fourth element of being um, several of our communities still recovering from a major hurricane a few years ago. So it's it's been one of those, I wish we were a stranger to disaster, and, and but I can tell you that um, like all the other communities, there is a, a strength within that, that knowing we knew at the EDC, if we can provide resources and get them information as fast as possible, that that will help. So, you know, I told you on March 13th on that Friday, I, I transitioned right into disaster recovery by March 16th, that Monday, um, Sarah Tindall in our office had already established a business resources working page on our website that had everything that we knew that was available for businesses. Within a few weeks after that, uh, we were um, having conference calls with the SBA and finding out what else was available. We even um, printed a one-page document that had all of the business resources and put it into multiple languages. So we had it in English, we had it in Spanish, we had it in Vietnamese, we also had it in Chinese. And so we just realized that we wanted to make it accessible to everyone in our community. And so we continue to think, what else can we do? How else can we support and help? Very neat, that's wonderful. Well, and then I know over the past few days, uh, it's been mainstream news talking about how this is impacting oil and gas. And obviously, like you just mentioned, um, you know, that's a big part of your economy. Have you guys over the past few days had any discussions about, you know, moving forward, what you're going to do, or do you have a plan? <laughs> or is it too early for that? 
Actually, it's not too early for that. We've already been thinking, you know, we're, we're constantly thinking forward. You know, you can't just, as much as you need to address the current now, but I think the strong economic development organizations are forward thinking. And, and we're trying to be several steps ahead of what's going on. Just like on, on March 13th, we transitioned in disaster, but it was very early on the impact, but we knew what this was gonna look like. So we've tried to be ahead. Looking, We're looking at continuing our regional efforts and looking to see how we can, as a region, because we have communities and economic development organizations that were friendly with each other and liked each other real well. And sometimes you see yourself in competition but realizing now there is no competition we need to get things back here in south texas and so we are looking toward working collaboratively again with those same regional allies um, and to look on bringing um, some things back here um, from overseas so we are continuing to look at the next opportunity working with our regional allies which are now our friends that we've worked together with and what can we do to work together so we'll probably be looking at a, a targeted industry analysis given the new world that we are all in right now um, i think that a lot of things will have to be reassessed and and what is the best way to utilize all of our resources and continue to create jobs and retain our existing industry as well wonderful that will be so interesting to see as we move forward, I mean, on many different levels, just in terms of how we do business, how people are learning, how people are being social, um, spending, consumer spending, obviously the economy is a huge one as well. So as the BRE person, business retention and expansion, staff member of your organization, what are you pulling together um, as business retention and expansion initiatives as you move forward and as you look towards recovery? Mm -hmm. The one thing that we have done from the early on is we, you know, I, early on we started the business resources. I wanted to continue to gather those resources and it took about a week and a half before we knew the CARES Act had passed and what was available. And then we started doing individuals, individualized calls to all of our folks. We have about a thousand names in our database and I pulled all of them. We're continuing to, to reach out and have individualized conversations with those businesses to find out what is their current need? How are they, are they operational? What staffing changes have they had? What can we do to continue to support that? So you know, we're currently in that kind of assessment phase right now, but, but going forward, to be able to, you know, I talk many times and people will hear me talk, I talk about moving the needle, that I wanna make sure that we're making an impact in everything that we're doing. So, you know, in the current, thing, to, to understand what their needs are and to continue to, to address those and to make sure that all of the resources are in mind are very important. But going forward, we wanna have continual conversations. We're looking at some kind of cluster roundtables to really look at everybody within their scope of work from their suppliers and vendors to to their customers and what can we do to make sure that that is a seamless transaction going forward were there hiccups along the way did they have some supply chain issues you know were they waiting on equipment from someplace else that maybe um, if we had a, a machine shop or a facility in our area that can handle that how can we kind of insulate ourselves and make sure that we don't have any kind of disruptions and and and, and work on that kind of intelligence to figure out how, how best do we go, kind of um, provide a little bit more security when things like this happen. You know, it, it's still, 
there's a lot of questions still to be answered, but we're going to ask them is what we do. Well, and I'll give a plug to that economic developers, I mean, are faced with so many challenges and just, you know, spontaneous things that pop up all the time. So I am amazed constantly with, you know, seeing this industry just grow and evolve depending on just what it's being impacted with on any given day or sometimes any given hour. <laughs> so, right. Um, it's impressive now seeing just everyone, you know, you and your organization included, um, responding to this and as well as the community response. It's even just looking at it as a day-to-day -day basis of people in stores, you know, looking out for their neighbors. It's so heartwarming to see. Yes, absolutely. Well, Christine, I have a few wrap-up questions for you. The first one is, what is your biggest economic development secret to success for other economic developers out there listening? My biggest secret to success for other economic developers, I think collaboration, and I don't think it's any secret. I think it's constantly learning and sharing and and receiving from others and that i i hope we all win that's always been my attitude i'm not in competition with anyone i hope we all win um and so i, I it's one thing i've always liked about economic development is you're you're in a profession with so many folks that understand a high standard of excellence and 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 trust and and how important relationships are so I just believe in in collaboration and 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 being someone credible that folks can trust um, with with information as well and and that if I win you win and if you win I win and we all win that way so I think it's my secret I love that that's wonderful mm -hmm. well and then my last question for you is what is your favorite hobby my favorite hobby are two dogs named Maggie and Doolittle and they are my hobby I have an Australian Shepherd and a Scotty and I'm one of those dog people so Anything that has to do with my dogs, uh, that's my, that's what I do. When I'm not working, I'm usually with my dogs. No, oh, I love that. And I totally agree because I am the same way. <laughs> my, uh, my dogs are my coworkers currently. <laughs> Absolutely, they're the best. Well, thank you so, so much, Christine, for taking the time to join us on the podcast today and sharing your economic development wisdom. And I, I know you mentioned also um, sending a couple of resources our way. So for those who are checking out this podcast on our blog, uh, you can find some of those links there. And uh, feel free to reach out to Christine if you have questions. She, uh, she knows what she's talking about. <laughs> Again, thank you so much, Christine. Thank you so much for having me. Economic Development Secrets is brought to you by Impact Dashboard, the only impact software built for economic developers. For more information on this podcast or to listen to past episodes, check out www.impactdatasource.com.